Hi friends, are you currently walking through a season in your life that feels unexpectedly difficult as a result of a major decision or occurrence, particularly one that involved uprooting your well-established life well into your adulthood, and you found yourself in a situation where you're faced with the uphill task of rebuilding your life from scratch? Along with that excitement and possibilities also came anxiety and uncertainty. You're trying your done best to figure out how to fit in, how to stand out and everything in between. You're over small talks and you yearn for something more intimate, something deeper, something more honest and meaningful. You're ready to walk away from the resentment and negativity and from feeling lost and drained and you want to start taking charge and welcoming a life that's more intentional, more whole and more joyful. Most of all, you wish for a life where you can still live out your purpose and do what lights you up from within. If you're saying yes to all of the above, this podcast is for you. Join me as I take you along on my journey of being a fairly new migrant from Singapore to the US and share with you the ups and downs, the ins and outs of my new life in this new city and how I was able and continue to find the support tools, and community to help me arrive at a version of my life that's more aligned with my heart, head, and soul. We will hear from other experts, migrants, and transplants of this shared yet personal journey of living abroad, navigating the adjustments, tapping into their resiliency, and living out their lives in an intentional and purposeful way. We will also hear from guest experts, from therapists to wellness coaches to artists, and hear them share with us some tips, advice, and resources to support and inspire you as you continue to courageously navigate through this season. Together, we'll grow through what we go through. Together, we'll stand resilient and rooted. I'm your host, friend, and ally Lillian, and I'm beyond grateful and excited to have you on this journey with me. Let's dive in. Hi friends, happy Friday. Welcome back to another episode of the Resilient and Rooted podcast. Thank you so much for arriving in here with me. This is a Friday that is much needed, just like the ones from the past few weeks. Um, and that is a result of just having had a really busy, busy, hectic week at work. And um, I am welcoming the weekend and I am welcoming some slower paces, some opportunities to chill and read a book and just relax. I hope you've had a good week. If you need, let's take a quick moment to breathe. Let's take a deep breath in and out like we've done before. Five seconds in, three seconds hold, and five seconds out. And if it feels good for you, and that breathe breath out, just let it all out through your mouth. Let's do this at your own pace.
Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for being here. So today, I want to take a break from the typical interview format and come to you with this solo episode uh, because there had been a couple of occurrences over the course of the past few weeks, which had been affecting me and had been on my mind. And I had an opportunity to talk it out with my therapist a couple of days ago. And I thought the insights and interactions and what came out of that conversation with my therapist was was really insightful and helpful for me. Um, so I wanted to come on here and and share that with you because I am convinced and I'm really sure that what I experience um, aren't just me. It I'm I'm not I'm so not alone in having to process these events and these emotions. So um, I wanted to provide these insights to you if you needed that, if you felt like you you are kind of lost as well and you're kind of overwhelmed and filled with anxiety. Um, and so I hope um, this is going to be helpful for you. So the first occurrence that I wanted to share and talk through with you about is this whole notion of going back to the office. <laughs> I am sure quite a bit of you have already been back and some of you are probably close to having to head back to the office full time. I've had chats with my friends here and it seems like most people are kind of for some reason getting busier. Their work schedules are busier and uh, it is quite obvious from just looking at traffic on the roads where you now see the peak peak hour traffic coming back again. So that's, I guess, a just pretty obvious that people are back in the office full time working those office hours again. Um, so it's no surprise when the management in the office um, asked and sent out a sub survey for us to provide feedback about how we feel with regards to returning back to the office. Um, and this past Wednesday was when we it was announced that the plan is that we will we are required to come back at least a day in the office starting June and then at least three days in the office starting September. So if I touch my heart and I am honest to myself, and I want to be honest to you guys as well, when I first received that news, it wasn't it wasn't pleasant. It did not sit in a in a good place. For some reason, I felt I felt a, a sense of anxiety kind of boiling up inside me. And when I sit and try to examine it, I think it was a combination of having to consider solutions for Sadie when I'm not here. And also the, um, the idea of having to give up this routine that I now have that I'm really, really enjoying a lot of. So a combination of that was just putting me in a place that was did not welcome the idea of going back to the office, even though... Later on, when I process it a bit more and after speaking to my therapist, I think it helped me just get a bit more 
perspective around it. And um, when I look at it through a lens of gratitude, I think I should be grateful that this is done in a phased manner. Because I do know um, how it could just as well easily be a mandate of, yep, we're done. And uh, yes, please come back to the office five days a week. And that's not that. Um, so like, I need to also, you know, look at it through a lens of gratitude and uh, positivity and be like, this is not that bad at all. But at the same time, my therapist um, was mindful to remind me that it is completely okay to feel the loss of this flexibility that you're enjoying and to moan it. You are not alone and it is completely okay to feel the way that I feel. Um, the other part of it is also to appreciate that I do not have to deal with it head on that it is phased, that I could take small little steps towards this new, new, back to normal all over again. And she also shared one other tip, which I thought was really helpful. And that was maybe see if there's ways to consider keeping parts of my current routine. Um, in terms of if you really liked stepping away from your computer after three to four hours of working, so just that you get an opportunity to step outside, take a walk, put your headphones on, put some of put some of your favorite music on while you take a walk, or even sit on your mat to meditate, breathe, do some quick stretches. That that it might not be a bad idea to raise that as something to still keep and include in your routine, even though you're back in the office. And I thought that was a brilliant idea. And I cannot see why the peeps in the office would oppose to that. In fact, it would be so great if we could even make it like an accountability thing or a group activity type of thing, right? Um, I like that. So I definitely see myself going forth and speaking to my management and bringing that up because I think that that, that only has positivity. And I personally am able to focus a lot better and I'm able to be a lot more productive when I am I'm able to have these breaks during my day. So definitely uh, an advice that's valuable for me. The other advice that was shared with me is that maybe instead of um, having to feel like, oh my gosh, now I need to wake up, get ready, look forward to wear, put makeup on, um, do all that, like at day one of having to go back to the office, maybe start now, start find find a day or two slowly where you just start getting ready like it's a normal day where you go to work um, such that when the day comes that you have to do it it's not going to feel too overwhelming and I like that I um, I do see value in taking small bits when you're trying to kick a habit you know I, I I'm remembering um, when I had to kick habits as a kid, how I did it and uh, having the space and time to kind of grow out of it was definitely helpful. I don't think I do very well with cold turkeys, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I thought those were all helpful and valuable and I, and for those of us, for those of you out there who 
um, have already been back to the office are having to think about going back to the office and having to um, find a new routine again. I want you to know that you are not alone and. If you need um, a space to kind of talk through these things, or you need some guidance, or you want to just share what your what had worked for you, because that would be really helpful for me too. Um, I would love to hear from you. Let me know. DM me, email me. Yeah, I would love to hear what had worked and what did not work for you, and how did you manage that transition for yourself. The other occurrence that came up um, was something a little. Heavier and a little more loaded. That has to do with the race situation that it's going on in our country right now. So I had an an, an interesting interaction with a coworker the other day where um, she brought up um, how, like, she read a report the other day about how many uh, police officers had lost their lives in duty already this year. She mentioned a number of like a hundred, and I felt compelled to make a remark. And I said that, well, I'm pretty sure the number of Asian or Black people who are having to deal or lost their lives in circumstances that are not too far away from what the officers. Um, also went through um, are probably also pretty close as well, and there are probably a lot more that were unreported. Um, and keep in mind that this is a com- this is an interaction that I'm having with a coworker who is a white who is from here, white American lady in her sixties, right? So um, just imagine that. And um, yeah, and sh- how the conversation went forward was that. Um, she then went on and said that, well, you know, I I don't believe that it's about race. I think it's a culture thing. I had lunch with my friend the other day who is married to an, a Mexican lady, and um, he, he shared with me how the challenges in their relationship and the differences in the way they, they live their lives and interact and connect and live together. Uh, a lot of the strain was bound more by cultural difference than race difference. And then she went on and said, you know, Lillian, when I look at you, I don't see an Asian. I see you as a capable, a valuable coworker that I have in the office. And the same goes for the rest in the office. I don't see so-and-so as as Greek, and I don't see so-and-so as, as Latino or Mexican before I see you guys as my coworker. Hearing that, well, first of all, I I felt myself kind of like a deer in headlights. I didn't know how to react, <laughs> um, and I I feel bad that I don't have better skills around how to manage such conversations. And I wish I did. I think there's a big part in me who is still uh, fervently learning about this Asian hate notion in this country. Um, Having been so fresh here still in my years here, um, there's still a lot to learn. But at the same time, that's, that's a huge part inside me who wants to who wants to educate, who wants to make people who aren't of the same skin color as I am more aware of what it means to be a minority in the country. So I think I had those inside of me kind of fighting through coming up with a reaction in the face of a situation like that. Um, But at that moment, I felt myself, I realized how 
This is a battle that I don't know that I want to do. I want to go through because first, she is not quite someone that I want to have an intentional, meaningful relationship with. Um, so I don't really need her to be in my realm enough to feel like she needs to. In order for her to be in my realm, she needs to be that person that's emphatic and and has room for these discussions. And secondly, we have a good working professional relationship. That I don't want to jeopardize, and thirdly, I I know her as someone that don't quite know how to draw the line between professional and personal lives, and I I I actually do know for a fact that if we continue to disagree, which we will, because we have very different viewpoints about these things. That it would just negatively impact our working relationship in so many different levels. So I realized at that point that I didn't want to get into it. So what I said was, um, "Hey, I, I really liked um, our working relationship right now, and I." Don't think we see eye to eye with these things. I hope that we could just not discuss this and just um, and just let's let's continue to talk about what we were talking about or discussing about for that inquiry. It felt uncomfortable. I was outside of my comfort zone. I I was annoyed, frustrated. I felt almost a little gullible, a little a little strange. And I think most of all, I didn't feel safe. And when I told my therapist that, she made me aware that in a shared space, like at, in a workspace, it is important that, or in any space, when you are sharing a space with someone else, you need to feel like that space is safe for everyone that's in there, and it is within my rights to draw up boundaries for myself that's healthy, and draw up down boundaries for myself where I feel safe. And and she said something which kind of shook me because it's how it's so true. And she said that you know for people like her, she needs. People of her own kind to educate her on what it means when you when you are speaking to a minority about race in this country. She will not listen to anyone that's not of the same skin color as she is, because that's just how she is. And I was like, wow! And、um, just the sheer fact that there's so many of that spectrum of people out there around us,、um, it feels heavy, you know, like. Uh, it, just having to feel like the responsibility feels like it lands on our shoulders.、Uh, it's a lot, and I want you to know that it is not all on you. When we ha- are having a conversation, a communication with someone else, there is an exchange there. There is a give and take. There is a. T- it takes two hands to clap. So if you had done your part to try to. Discuss something, bring up something, talk about something, and it's not received, not reciprocated. Know that、um, you have done your part, and and that's enough, right?、Um, and especially in this example that I gave, where there is something else, something bigger at stake, then maybe it maybe it could be a waste of time to try to have that conversation. But I need you to. 
feel and understand that it is within your rights to feel safe. It is within your rights to draw that line and put your hand up and be like, I don't want to get into that with you. And that's okay. And if the other party actually decides at some point, one point, one way or another to use this against you, know that it is within your rights as well to report that to HR so that um, this behavior is not is not one that is uh, perpetuating within a workspace, within a space that you're supposed to feel like that you could be safe and harmoniously in, right? So um, yeah, I I wanted to just talk about this and put this out there. Um, I know it's 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 not comfortable, and I know it's a loaded um, it's a loaded topic, but this is my point of view, and this is something that I I would say it's one of the more obvious experience of what it means to be seen and felt and made to made to just kind of remind be reminded that I'm a minority in this in in this state in this country. So many others of you would have experienced it in so many different shapes and forms. And um, I just wanted to share my experience and so that you can hear from someone else and feel like you are not alone and feel like you have the permission and that you could allow yourselves to talk about these things with people around you as well. And that it's not a weight that you need to just carry on your own. So yeah, that is what I'm hoping to come forth with in this short solo episode with you. I hope you had taken some value out of it and that whatever that was shared with me through by my therapist with me also came across to you as therapeutic and valuable and insightful. It's kind of short. I'm like, I kind of don't want to end this. I don't want to go, but no, I will. So um, there are there are great conversations coming your way. I had a really nice conversation with a friend who is studying music in Switzerland right now. I wanted to, I was curious to explore um, how she made that decision to do so and um, how, and it just lights my heart up to see her just being so immersed and being able to learn and do what she loves every day. Uh, and I'm looking forward to feature that conversation with you. This month is Mental Health Awareness Month. I actually will be having a conversation with a friend who is a mental health therapist to talk about some of um, the mental health issues that we in this generation, this time, people coming out of, of COVID and being a year away from people and, and, and things and events and how um, that's all kind of impacting us. And I want to bring that uh, to light as well. So Tons of great conversations coming your way. I hope you'll continue to tune into this podcast. And I'm so, so grateful that you have decided to dedicate your time here with me this morning. Thank you so much for being here. I wish you a beautiful, beautiful weekend ahead. Take care of yourselves. Keep your time and days intentional and joyful. And I'll speak to you really, really soon. Friends, I cannot express enough how thankful I am that you're here spending your time with me. 
I know life gets busy, and I truly believe that time is easily the greatest gift that one can give. I do not take this for granted. So here's me saying thank you, thank you, thank you. So I'm curious. Did you enjoy this episode? Were there parts that were shared or discussed during the episode relatable, or did you find yourself getting curious or enlightened about something we talked about? Whatever it may be, I want you to know that I would love to hear from you. You can do so by either connecting and direct messaging me on Instagram at resilient underscore and underscore rooted, or if you would like to reach out to me in a slightly more formal way, you can write to me at hello dot resilient and rooted at gmail dot com. Any feedback, thoughts, or even topics that you wish for us to dive deeper into. I'm more than welcome to receive those messages from you, and I cannot wait to hear them. Could you think of one friend who would enjoy and find what was shared in this episode valuable? If so, I encourage you to share the link to the show with them, because not only would you be helping a friend feel more supported and less alone as they navigate through a challenging season in their life, you'll also be helping your girl here get the show out to others who could use this safe space and this community right now. Once again, thank you so much for being here and for allowing me to bring this life-giving experience into your ears and life. And thank you so much for growing and journeying with me on this one hack of an adventure called life. I'll speak to you next week. <music>